Hello. Hi. How we doing? Good. Uh, unorganic, because we've already done this once. Yeah. <laughs> but hello. Uh, welcome back to Beer Slingers. Beer Slingers. Yeah. Wednesday. Uh, Windy Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, we should actually start like that. I don't. I don't think we've actually introduced ourselves yet. Ah, uh, for sure. And this uh, is that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the eighth episode. Uh, so why don't we start with that? Hell yeah! This is what we call improvement. Yes. Yes. So you can start, Jonathan. For sure. My name is Jonathan. I'm a fairly new resident of Chicago. I'm a beer buyer. I like beer. I like things outside of beer, so I enjoy that we not only talk about beer on this podcast, but the life that surrounds that world. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm the dude that rambles a lot Mm. to my left. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Go ahead. My name is Manny. I'm enjoying an Einstein. It's white ale. It's pretty damn good. No, we are. It's all good. But you're introducing yourself, dude. It's all good, dude. Uh, here, here's an example. Hi, I'm Apparently, Danny. I don't know how to introduce myself. I don't there know. <laughs> my name is Manny. I drink beer. I like beer. I like talking about the tangents. Sometimes it leads to more tangents. Yeah. But they're all relatable to each other. Yep. That was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the and host, then, and then no, I mean like we're all hosts. I guess we're all <laughs> co-hosts. And I'm yeah. Danny. Uh, I uh, run a store uh, where I sell beer and amongst other stuff too, you know, spirits and wine and stuff like that. And uh, I buy beer and I drink beer all the time. I think every night actually. That's a little bad, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, One won't kill you. No, no, you know, it's Until better than smoking. Until it literally does. It's better than smoking. Uh, I'm, I'm 0 for 2. <laughs> I'm quitting now. Yeah. Ah, best thing Everybody about beers. That's exactly what we're doing right now. You know, we crack a 12 ounce beer. Mm-hmm. We're sharing it three ways. Yeah, yeah. I poured you guys a little extra more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> no, actually, so real talk, this beer's delicious. Yeah. It's I've awesome. never had it. Einstock, Weidel from Iceland. It's really good. Icelandic. Yeah. Mm. Oh. I, li- I really enjoy their it's pale ale. I really enjoy their pale ale and I their lager, the country, but this mm-hmm. is the first time I've had their wheat tail. Big fan. I've had the lager before. And mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a big fan. And you I think it's just a white ale. I've had their lager before, but this mm. is a white ale. Mm-hmm. John pointed out the raspberries. I dig it. Mm. Yeah. No, this is awesome. It uh, reminds me. It's like raspberry and cream. It's berries free. and cream. Mm. It's really good. Berries and cream. <laughs> berries and cream. Not this is ridiculously good. No, that's I'm, good. I'm going to see how many... Uh, random social media references I can make that's going to go seven miles above Do Manny's it. head. Because Manny, Manny is not. Run it. He's Manny's the ghost. Not. Yeah. Run it. Uh, he I already made a Jake Paul reference. Yeah, and he doesn't really understand that. Manny lives off the grid, if you guys didn't know. He has a cabin on 47th and, <laughs> and, uh, and Western where he steals oh, power Western. from. It's Western, it's Bishop. Bishop, where he steals power from his neighbor. Oh, I said it from the plant. Uh, from the plant. Yeah. And uh, he takes showers at the YMCA. Been writing a manifesto. Yeah, yeah. I like Manny, I jump in the lake. The extraordinary life soap. of Manny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think uh, Manny, you've been in the industry longer than all of us. True. Um, True. Maybe just two years more than me. A year nah, longer because I started overseas actually. Jeez. Yeah. Tell us, what did you do? What's your journey? I was a teacher, man, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I was an English teacher, and it was. 
really rewarding, so it did not become rewarding. It became very political, bipartisan, micromanaging, and it no longer became about the essence of communicating mm -hmm. or transmitting. Sure. Right? Uh, so with that being said, I moved over to Switzerland, chased a girl, did not work out. Obviously, I'm here. But as a result of that friendship and relationship, I was supported, got to live in uh, Buell, uh, got to live in Basel, Lucerne, Lugano, got to see uh, Budapest, Prague, Poland, Austria, Germany, uh, as far as Romania, Bucharest. So along the road, you know, I really started trying beers and I fell in love. Uh, I mean, I've always liked beer, but I, I think like, like anybody, when you first start in a carnival of, some, of something, you know, mm -hmm. or a honeymoon stage of any sort, it's just like when you first get a job at, sure. at Shake Shack, you're like, yeah, I'm going to eat all the fries I can't eat mm -hmm. <laughs> or the milkshakes, you know. So that kind of how it went down. But when I went to Europe, I had a, like a, a regrounding, a reharmonizing of sorts, where I really fell in love with the lager, with the style of like just like the classic style, like the tr true pilsners, um, the true dark lagers, mm -hmm. the box, all of that. And, you know, I got to try them, and I found an appreciation. And another thing I became aware of, just like the culture of drinking beer over there, is very very different than here. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of like that, and as a result of it. Ended up in a job in Lugano at a wine shop where pretty much just is stocking. But I was able to kind of feel comfortable, kind of just be myself, sell wine, mm -hmm. recommend. And just from then on, came back to the States, and that's how I literally got a job like in the first month somewhere in the city. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, from there, I just kept going you know, until this point. I'm telling you, dude, it sucks even. I think I said that like the very first episode. Because this was the same for me. Like, I got home and I was literally lost. Like, I didn't want to, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do because school was done. And and I literally stumbled across a, a little liquor store looking for a job. And I was, I, like, walked in and I was like, oh, well, I called. And um, the guy who answered his name was Roggy. Nice guy, but he's a fucking. <laughs> a I, I know this guy. I do know this and, guy. And uh, so I called him and I was like, hey, man, um, I saw you got the. And I said, uh, hey, are you still hiring? And the first thing he said to me was like, is the sign still on the door? And I said, yeah. And the job's still, you know, you can still apply. And I was like, okay, thanks, Dick. Um, but, you know, I walked in and... Uh, That's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> Meaning with the same interaction yeah, yeah. with the same guy. Because yeah. I got my application to the same guy. <laughs> I heard yeah, him, yeah. I was just saying. Um, walked in, got the job, and the rest is history, I guess. I mean... I guess I haven't stopped since then, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You? Uh, I don't know if I have anything super profound to say upon that, but um, I think my friends will always laugh at the fact that uh, I've uh, worked in like restaurant and bar uh, industry through college. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was kind of my introduction. Um, my brother was definitely an influence as well, um, showing me that you know there are options outside of your domestics which I really did not enjoy. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I still remember the first beer that I really enjoyed, which was uh, a coffee blonde ale on nitro. Yeah, I remember uh, this. Um, and it, it like, I mean, generally changed <laughs> the trajectory of how I mm -hmm. experience beer and spirits and wine and everything around it. Um, I'm raising my hand because I have a question. Yes, Manny. Did you, you try it at the ballpark, right? I did. Yeah, uh, that's so I remember. Yeah, I... Um, Tried it at uh, this like minor league baseball park that's in St. Paul. Sure. Ultimate vibes. It's a beautiful ballpark. It's small, and there, 
like it's minor league baseball, so they they have like so many amenities that are just besides the game, mm-hmm. um, including having an exceptionally amazing um, uh, tap list and like many many beers around the stadium, mm-hmm. um, lots of local stuff. Yeah, and I just as like my brother's like, hey, you want anything? I said, I don't know, whatever you whatever you get, you know. And I kind of not really wanting beer, but you know, I was like, oh, it's like it's gonna be free, so like sure, I can't sure. say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in that college mindset of like free is free, um, and then was like, holy moly, Rocky! I didn't I don't know it could get to this level. Um, and then went windmill. Oh my God. I, I went windmill, and my best friend and I just like every week we would tr- like split a four pack. And until that we essentially tried all of local craft. And sure. then it got to the point where we couldn't keep up with local mm-hmm. craft. But in the beginning, there wasn't as much that was out there. Um, and then, yeah, that transcended into uh, working at bars and restaurants. And then I definitely, like, within my friend group, was known as, like, the beer guy, the beer recommendation. I feel like that's where I land here now, trying to figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy the merchandising, the customer-facing curation i really enjoy that part and mm-hmm. it's I w- fun. i'll keep cooking until the cooking is let them cook let them cook <laughs> yes um it, like, like pulling tetris almost i think oh, yeah. it's, it's fun trying to figure out what's what you know, like you said it like a, it's like a curation almost mm-hmm. oh i mean i wouldn't even say it's almost it's like mm-hmm. i take it pretty serious mm-hmm. i know you take it pretty I, serious i really do I take it serious yeah, yeah we all do t- yeah mm-hmm. and um you know and there's an element of like uh, sales and business and entrepreneurship yeah. that uh, like sparks mm-hmm. something oh, yeah. within me that I really definitely. enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's it's definitely a ride. I mean, I think more than anything, it's 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 a passion. Mm-hmm. It's like a undercover passion because, like you, m- I mean, like for me, I think my first beer was a Bud Light at uh, fucking after like a school dance in high school. Um, and I never wanted beer because it just fucking was disgusting. So I was just like, all right, for sure. And then as I got older, I think my first beer was um, fucking, uh, it's a, a German beer. Fucking, not Weinstefaner. Hofbrau. No. Hackershore. Hackershore. It was Hackershore. What a great beer. Yeah. And that was my first beer because my old boss was. He loved it. He was like, yeah. And he's he'd like be with the lemon and everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, gave it to me, and I was like, "Okay, this is better than a Bud Light." Ha- Talk about Hacker Shore. Mm-hmm. John just tried his first Hacker Shore not long ago. What do you think? Yeah, it was, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tried a lot of that world, but Hacker Shore hadn't made it on my mark yeah. quite yet. I um, <laughs> I have a little nostalgia around Polliner, so I feel like I would always lean towards that Polliner. Uh, instead of going to Hacker Shore, not for any real particular reason, but mm-hmm. if I'm in that mood, um, that's where I would go. You 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 skipped all the quote unquote um, classics and went straight to heavy hitters. Oh yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I also think it comes in the time of like w- you, know, you talking about when I was in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I also at that time Minneapolis is beer scene is exploding on tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard is, to keep up, you said. Yeah, well, and yeah, and, and like, I caught in right as the wave was, like, peaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Surly becomes a national brand. Uh, there's a bunch of, like, micro breweries that, like, have their neighborhood feel, but there's even a couple that are getting, you know, Midwest-level mm-hmm. uh, recognition. Um, so I just feel like at what was popular at the time was your double, triple <laughs> hop sure, IPAs. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just uh, like uh, Im- fully immersed into the the full body, <laughs> just like 
flavor bomb of it sure, all. Sure, like sure. the I love bitter. I love bitter food as well. It's just like I love anything that's bitter. So mm-hmm. really jumped into that. Um, so I, I think that's where I, I've actually had at the end of the wave is actually where I feel like I went back and mm-hmm. was like, okay, let's check out. There's I mean, I mean, honestly, Einstock and stuff like obviously not a German beer, but like something that like wasn't your triple uh, IPA sure, from sure. the the next coolest brewery. I was like, okay, let's take some time to remember that beer didn't just mm-hmm. happen ten years ago. It happened a hundred and fifty plus years yep, ago. Yep. Um, and I feel like that's taken place in the last two three years. Sure. Thank God for the monks. Literally. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a book that uh someone introduced me to. His name is Joe Giuseppe. And Joe Mama. I never read the book like as a whole. Like I kind of like glanced at it. Well, no, more like perused and glimpsed. There are f- several chapters that caught my attention. One particular chapter, uh, and, and this guy's like a renowned beer enthusiast, and he's been an, he's been a judge and he's beer, made beer and so forth and consultant. And so I just I just don't exactly remember his name, but you remember he says something really beautiful. We're great men, people generally speaking, women, humans, men, we're agrarian creatures. Uh, but he specifically pointed out something about men that beer can bring them together and lower their inhibitions to begin to like build camaraderie but the one thing that he says really well is like i do look towards the to the west or or looking across the atlantic ocean he did favor more low abv beers like three to five percent like he that's just that was just a thing you know uh nothing to the criticisms of the american development of the ipa you know i didn't appreciate ipas and at all but part of that reason was because where i would try ipas they're probably sitting on the shelf too long. And I, th- at that point, I didn't know anything about, like, um, package days, the freshness of hops, keeping it cold, so forth and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, so I immediately was turned away from them. Like, eh. But my my go-to were Hefenweizens, mm-hmm. Belgian styles, mm-hmm. White Ales, Saisons. All those beers definitely were intriguing to me. Uh, sours, like traditional Belgium sours. So, yep, thank yeah. God for the monks, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is uh, I feel like my introduction into the OGs of the beer world, and specifically German, was Oktoberfest. I love Oktoberfest. Oh, Oktoberfest is awesome. Uh, which is, to make a full circle, why I am nostalgic <laughs> to Polliner, because I love Polliner's Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's funny. I, <laughs> I didn't start at a log or a pill <laughs> I started at Polliner's Oktoberfest for mm. German beer or okay. Belgian beer. And, and, like, of course I had some. But when it comes to, like, a holistic uh, experience or even, like, uh, trying, comparing, really trying to dive deep into mm. it, <laughs> technically Polliner Oktoberfest would be the, the launching point for that. Sure. So my, uh, it's a great beer to start on. Yeah. Um, so either it was a coffee blonde ale from, mm-hmm. oh, I do need to get the brewery. It's they a coffee blonde. Bl- yeah, <laughs> they um, uh, they are in northeast Minneapolis. I want to say they're on University. No, what is that? Is that Central Avenue? Um, Springfield. No, I'll, I'll look it up later. But that uh, yeah, that's that was explosion. Yeah. And then I spent a lot of time with West Coast IPAs, and I I feel like that's currently. I would still let's say that's like a top three style for me that I enjoy the um, I enjoy the bitterness and the piney from uh, West Coast. So Big well, that being, brewing? 
Uh, incorrect. I I will <laughs> find it. Hashtag beer slingers at Oktoberfest. I don't think that's how that works. You want to make one? No, I don't know how that works. But we should definitely go. Um, but oh, we should get a GoFundMe. We should go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I think. Even if you didn't start on like a lighter beer, I think that one was still a good one to start on because then you see what a good beer is, and then oh, y- yeah, your yeah. expectations are super high. Torfest is a hard beer to make. Yeah, yeah. Instead of and it takes a long time too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way that like, you're not like you're not uh, what's the word? You're not fucking uh, uh, settling for a beer that's like mediocre, and you expect greatness, you know. And I, I don't think that was the case with um, Hacker Shore. I think Hacker Shore was just, it was an okay beer, but to me it was like really good. It's a good introduction. Mm-hmm. And then now I know what like a good beer is. That's how I felt about the Triple Carmelade. Triple Carmelade oh, always been like setting the bar for the highest yeah, expectation yeah. of any beer. Sure. Like, I don't think it's I don't think it's the best Belgian beer, right? Like I, I can admit that, mm-hmm. but I, I think it definitely deserves its credit. Sure. It's one of the greatest beers ever made, but it, it what you're saying for me it mm-hmm. was that exactly like once I had that beer it was like oh my god mm-hmm. and unfairly I would say I grade every beer against it sure but not for its style mm-hmm. for its dedication to make something that great sure at least at the very least to make the intention to try to make that great mm-hmm. whatever, whatever style it is sure um, I think uh, like hmm, like Orville Orville's a great beer Arvo's fantastic. It's amazing. And then the, the longer is also beautiful. Yeah, and then the longer it like ages, I think it gets better. I don't know if you've had one that was like a little bit older. I have. <sighs> it's the spot, dude. Um same with uh, I think uh uh Trapeze. Oh, Trapeze, yeah, man. What number do you prefer? Uh, I I like 8, man. Yeah. And it's a it's a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more herbally. Um it might be I might be you wrong. Know, you know, it's funny that I asked you for the number. Mhm. But I don't know the numbers. I know the colors. I like yeah, red. It's green. <laughs> the red one. On, that's nine. Oh, I love the red one. Ten is blue. It's there's green, there's blue, there's red. Come on, yeah, dude. I, say, I don't know if I know the numbers either. No, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I, but here's the thing. I asked you, but that's because my mind is thinks in colors. To be perfectly honest with you, so I yeah, actually. Yeah. But I like I like the the red one a lot. Yeah, I think that's that darkness, man. It's like it's a quad at this at that point, no? Um, I believe so. Yeah, ten is blue. And then uh, nine is red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so is like, like you said, triple caramelade. Mm-hmm. There's uh, fucking uh, uh, the Chimay stuff. I I, I prefer. I, prefer I think yeah. I feel like Chimay is my of the of the Belgian monk beer. Chimay is is my kind of jam. Yeah. Oh, I think the that's blue one. Fantastic I like too. The, I like the white one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the rock bear, rock, rock bird, rock, uh, rock bear, whatever it's called. Yeah. It's like a red uh, rock bird. Yeah. And I know everyone was super worried and on their edge of their seat to, for me to find this brewery, but uh, Insight Brewery, I forgot about Insight it. Brewing, Banshee <laughs> Cutter, uh, Coffee Blondale, and the fun part around actually Coffee Golden Ale. Do sure, apologize. Sure. Mm. Um, uh, it was it was very good. Yeah. I, uh, I, again, on nitro, just ooh, no, that no, coffiness came we're through. We're remember how I expressed to you that I would really love to make yes, a golden yes, ale yes, yes. conditioned in a bourbon barrel. Just yeah. I don't want it to rest. I want it to con- be conditioned for like yeah. 
two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. Just to grab enough of the malt flavors and the caramel. Mm -hmm. I want the coffee to be to run through it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would I, be I awesome to make it into nitro too, just like to pick you up oh back off that idea. Oh my gosh, it's it, to make it, it is, creamy. It, oh my god, you have uh, it is a game changer. That's what I really want. Like uh, I want to, I want, I want the, the potential to aspire to make that beer mm -hmm. as a whole, mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of us together. You know, yeah. every resource we got, coworker, colleague, friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, so forth and so forth. I definitely think it's possible. I don't like nitro beer besides uh, Guinness. Lame. I think this one will change your mind. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I think... Uh, like Boddington. I love a good Boddington here. Uh, yeah, okay. I do like Boddington. I like Boddington. I like Boddington. Is that nitro? Yes. You can get it on nitro. Mm. Not, in the, not in the can, but... Sure. The can has a little bit of that... Uh, not overwhelmingly nitro, obviously. Yeah. But I feel like whenever I've I've noticed it more uh, on mm -hmm. tap. Yeah, that, I mean, yes, because yeah. it has an actual seal too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a air that, system that trend where people were opening up uh, the the uh, Guinness cans because they thought there sure. was like a presence. I don't know. It was just yeah. a little fucking bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Danny, what do you think of this beer? Well, I think we also we should start at Einstock. Um, yeah. In terms of rating and over and any mm -hmm. summarizing opinions. Um, I think Einstock is great. Um, and uh, I have a customer that buys a case a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's, um, at the store I have, uh, I think there's like a case, of, like a snack of 10. Yeah. Um, because he buys like a shit ton. And uh, it's a really good beer. It's I think it's underrated too. The porter's okay. And then the, the uh, I think it's the lager. I think it's fine. But the white ale is probably the better one. So for... Sorry, no, yeah, I'm shocked. Um, to your point, also enjoy the pale ale, enjoy the lager. Mm -hmm. This uh, white ale might might take the mm -hmm. take top place. Um, yeah, I get, I, get, I really like that raspberry, mm -hmm. and for that reason, I'm giving it a. I'm gonna give it a three and a half, honestly. Three and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm. I think I'm going. I'm going three and a half too. Three and a half. Yeah. It comes down to Emmanuel. the moderator. Here's the thing, Manny, the ghost. I served myself so little that I was just whetting my appetite, and I feel like I can't gauge it correctly. There's more. That's just not. Oh, uh, yes, sure. <laughs> I no, I really mean it. Like I, and I just got lost in lingering on the raspberry notes. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I can't give it a proper <laughs> proper coating. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. No, well, give, you give me a number. It is, I, I trust your palate enough. Can I give you the parentheses with a dash and another parentheses? No. Um, no. But that's <laughs> going to lead to the second. Uh, I'm going to no. give it a three. Okay. Okay. I'm that's fine. Because I, I don't, uh, I feel like that's, it's in the moment. It, I don't, I don't mind that, you know, you haven't gone back to it 10 times and, thought about it and like it, i'll give it a solid three this i feel like the rating is about like you know doing our best job in the moment on the podcast not sure. about going back every tuesday to the tap room and trying it and then be like oh mm -hmm. after my 10th rendition i know it's a two whatever it's yeah. about on this podcast for me in yeah. this mode in i this think mood. so too i'm on that too uh did you, you you said you got a raspberry on that oh yeah big yeah. time coriander and orange peel mm-hmm Mm -hmm. uh, clean crisp with a smooth mouthfeel thanks to the oat, citrus, and spice round and 
round out and refreshing finish. It's very refreshing. Super refreshing. Especially if it's fucking freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got water. I got a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I mean, if it if it has that, that means minerality, that I, it's a good fucking beer. I, I feel like this, because of the style of the beer, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be trace minerals in there that are standing out, like selenium, manganese. I know that sounds absurd, but mm-hmm. a lot of times when we describe minerality, we kind of are thinking about things like that. It pairs well with spicy food, including Mexican, Indian, and Thai. I would eat this with Thai food. Yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy. And vegetarian dishes, but fuck that. If you're a vegetarian, nah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's a huge community of of that. Um, But no, I I think Einstock is great, and I'm going to continue to enjoy that. What was our second beer that we drank? Beer for lightweights? Beer for lightweights. You want to do the introduction, Manny? Yeah. Uh, Beer for lightweights is a sessionable table beer. It is made by Off Color. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of the Feather Lightweights, champions of the world fighting against each other mm-hmm. in the art. The little uh, uh, musk- muskrats, is that what they are? Yeah. They can? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 2.5. It's fruity. A little wheat, a little bit of um, breadiness to it. Mm-hmm. Very, very mild. Like t- um, From the fruity, you get like a sense of like zest. Sure. Great, a lot of uh, good carbonation. It's yeasty. It's mm-hmm. also very yeasty. Very yeasty. Yeah. yeah. I love the ca- uh, the can art. It's awesome. The little muskrats boxing. I think all their art is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my favorite is probably the the, the mouse dunking the the yeah. beer for hoops. Yeah. 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 That's uh that was uh beer for hoops. Yeah. Creamy Creamy with peach puree. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, actually really good. That one's really good. I. And that's another cream ale that um, is kind of like kind of sl- uh, slept on because it's made really well. It's nice and silky, and it finishes nicely, coats the tongue nicely. Mm. Um, what's another uh, Apex, mm-hmm. and then their their sours the fuck for tacos. In, no, yes, those two, but the ones that they come in the bottles. Oh sure. Oh, like miscellaneous is one of the best ones they've ever made, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. That's it's that like one. a cherry. Yeah. Uh, mm. s- no, I know what you're talking about. Spotty or spot something. Yeah, it's, I think so. Uh, damn. Oh, they. We should definitely make a visit to a tr- uh, trap room. And my should biggest thing, and I, I, they're not the only ones that fall into this problem. They need differentiation between their cans. Great can art. They all are a category of <laughs> black grayish beigeish whitish they all look the same until you pick up the can in your hand and very fine-tunely inspect it and i um and i just feel like that uh, that hurts from in terms of like a merchandising perspective like it, it takes sometimes a lot for a customer to go in and um and to grab that from the shelf and so like i i would i, I always point to like pipeworks they do a fantastic job of Having you can clearly tell it's a different can, it's a different style, it's a different beer, but there is a cohesive theme. And I would even say like Old Irving does a pretty good job of it. And I would say, as much as I I did name them as my top five Chicagoland brewing, but like Unane and uh, Hubbard's Cave, like they, it's the same color. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you literally have to pluck it out of the four pack, yeah. inspect it, spin the can around, and be like, oh, this is the beer. Sure. And same thing with Off Color and. 
and I, I guess specifically with like Hubbard's Cave, I kind of think it comes down to the fact that they're like ramping up production and they're like, let's not spend as much time and money on making can art. Let's make, put our money and energy towards making good beer. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a pet peeve of mine in the industry of beer. That it's like, a, it's not, um, you can't tell the difference between the cans. Or yeah, what they kind get of beer stuck in a theme mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they drive that theme home into the oh, point where it's like, definitely. well, there's also important, uh, it's, there's an important part of being able to differentiate and still have like something that is inviting. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it is literally even helpful um, in terms of like knowing what you're going to drink. You know, that's part of the experience as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. So I, I guess it's, it, it's a pet peeve of mine. I mean, I very much like the can art of, of off color. I, can't say if they've improved over time, but I think they've. I think it's been the same thing for years. It's been the same thing for years, but I think they've gotten better. Of like, for example, on this concept, they have beer for lightweights, beer for tacos, beer for hoops. Each one is actually standing out differently, and I, I do agree with John due to the color. I very age. disagree. I, yeah, I, no, I, I don't. Have, I, I mean, they they stand in the sense of like I have it in my hand and I'm looking at it, and it's like, okay, but if they're on the shelf, slightly harder to understand. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I don't agree. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, yes, because you're holding it two inches yeah, from yeah, your yeah. face. But that's if you're like, I'm saying, like, yeah, but like that, that's I feel like that's that. a problem. Sure. Like, it, you shouldn't require being it from two inches from your face. It should be like the tap handle stands out. The cool, it stands out in the cooler. It stands mm-hmm. out in every like as many as like a, honestly just as a marketing mm-hmm. <laughs> perspective. Like, I'm surprised they don't want to emphasize that sure. more and especially for off color it's not yeah. like they, like they've been ramping up production for a couple of years now yeah. they they've been around i'm sure they've received that feedback before sure, sure. yeah um, and it's like um like i would I, there's nothing that i hate more than just bad can art yeah that's it's fucking terrible. and it's not that it's bad like, oh no, uh, no you no, know no, who's no. bad church street yeah. terrible fucking art yeah. and uh it's just it's the beer's right Hundred percent disagree with you. It's all right. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, thank you. I haven't experienced enough. You uh, also um, Casa Milde. Yeah, kind of. I trash. only like two beers for look. That's very Adobe Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like they have uh, terrible. Uh, oh photo- shit! Yeah, let let me use this. Uh, what's the the uh, this stock image and or yeah. the stock pattern and yeah. put it on the can? You yeah. know, it's kind of you know you got to be like like I said, pipeworks dude, and killing the, it. The stuff for Casa Milde looks like the somebody like. Has a self screening machine in the back of the yard. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to no. dog it. It's just no, no, no. It looks like the self screening. There's like in the you know, sure. south of Chicago. Sure. And you got people who are doing it and we're getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Looks like that. Like something just that would like be in a beer, t-shirt. Bland, bland yeah. can art. Yeah. Um, I will give you three years pass, and then after that three year mark, and if you're still making beer and profiting. Please put some of that money towards mm-hmm. improved can art slash marketing slash merchandising. Not only will it help you, what are the best beers at their at their tap room? Their packaging is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's still pa- thank you. Poo-poo. Packaging. I couldn't think of the word packaging. So yes. packaging yeah. improve terrible. your packaging. I think it's it would be worth your yeah. time. They're, they're exactly what you said. Like they're not like Germans. The Germans can get away with it. They've been making beer for five hundred years. Yeah, it's like, but that's dude, its own. Uh, that's its own style. If you're like, if you're really charging fucking. 20, uh, like what is it fifteen dollars for a four pack and you're you're a fucking you're selling to like bars mainly you have enough to 
to like they don't sell to bars man like they they, they kind of do collaborations uh, for certain groups that i'll leave a name but they'll, they 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 push the rice locker i was like their or their pilsner is like so-and-so's pilsner and so-and-so's mm. uh rice lager right depending if it's the theme of the restaurant sure most of their beer and again i do like their beer but i don't want to go out of my way to the brewery so far in the southwest uh, south side of chicago and they're also expensive like like you could get a flight of those beers it's very deceiving you might as well get a full port to be honest I'll give you an example banana half and wiser it's kind of interesting it's a really interesting cream brulee kind of beer uh, you get a taster of it. It's like five bucks. That's like two, three ounces. But if you get a full pour for eight bucks, yeah, might as well go with the full pour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, but they're pushing. That's what they're pushing. They're pushing their, their, gastro- their gastronomy of sorts. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're dogging on a lot of breweries right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not I, even. No, dogging I like on their beer. I think their yeah, beer's good. Sure. Just the can. Well, okay. I, I do like beef. their beer. I, I want to fully like express that I think I like their beer. Right like I, I personally like their gingerbread style. I personally like their chocolate layer cake style. Uh, I personally like their barley wine. I personally like their rotating series of sour beers. So sure. like, no, no, I'm not dogging them. I, I just, I think they're do, they're good at what they do <laughs> in their space. <laughs> what they're very good and they're very excellent at what they do in their space. I am. You know, I'm very vocal about the breweries I hate and don't. No, just I like and don't I, like. So. I still think their their packaging sucks. Yeah, they're terrible. So and they're not good people. Ah, uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine with like not. Like if they don't like me, they don't like me. If I'm shitting on them because they're not good people or their beer's not good, I'm gonna say it. That's not. I, I told you this from the beginning, from the get go. From the get go, I don't know those guys. I suppose there's no comment. Yeah, I don't know. Just like a like fucking Three Floyds, they have great art. I love their art, and even before you know, and after, like that's great. But you and I have I similar like experiences. I don't like the reps. Yeah, they're I, fucking. I don't. Trash. I, I know that they're no longer in that culture of the reps, and they still are. But they they're very obnoxious, man, and they're very rude and they're mm-hmm. very entitled. It's like I, I understand that you set a lot of the American standards mm-hmm. of like what took beer to the next level sure. after the eighties and nineties generations, but still. I, I told you when I was running the other store, they were very demanding. And they were like, Dude, like, why is my beer right here? I'm just gonna move it right here. Like they literally were like, I'm gonna move it right here. And I was like, No, you're not. Uh, because your beer sells anyways. I'm trying to move more beer. So how about, you're fine right there. You're not eye level. That's fine. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, like, there's other beers that, you know, I want to put up here because I think it's better beer. And uh, the guy was very rude. So Man, I've, I, I've, I have a personal, uh, like, conviction. I have not drank any of their beers in a very long time, and I will never drink them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the way they treated um, me and my close people that we went to their sure. brewery we went to their brewery to sit down and we were very much um felt ostracized felt not welcomed and uh they have nothing of my i they will not get a dollar from me ever sure i would not drink the beer in a restaurant mm. or tab nothing i mean i won't lie their beer is kind of good i'm not I, I do agree that their beer is good i'm not gonna yeah. deny that and that's but what i was gonna be my hot take is i find zombie dust and gumball head and where is it what's it called Bavarian pills. Uh, thank you, Bavarian pills. I find um, rep- like uh, you could replace that beer mm-hmm. very easily. That's you know, like you can find. I like zombie dust. I truly sure. do. Yeah. But I can find a beer that's better and um, eat a similar style. Sure. In two point two seconds, mm-hmm. I can find something that is a gumball head in two point two seconds. Sure. That's local that I appreciate who they are. I I've never really super quite understood the Three Floyds hype. I guess mostly is what I'm referring to. And that's like again when when I started drinking beer, sure. that's they're at their peak, 
And then I remember trying zombie dust fresh out sure. the tap, and I was like, I could go to the brewery six blocks away and get the same thing. Yeah. I, I never really super understood how, like, I, I understand, like, taking it to the next level, which I'll, I'll acknowledge, but it's not like they made it irreplaceable beer. Like, you can make, you can copycat that Sure, mm-hmm. again, you can be copying it, which, you know, they get points for. Being, I like Pompeii more. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I would say there's, like, there's beers out there that I was like, I don't well, really feel is. like I've no, seen. No, no. 100%. I don't. I don't. See, I haven't seen a different brewery so, be able yeah. to match that level of that beer or that style. And I, and I feel like I have mm-hmm. had many multi bitter pale ales in yeah. my entire life that taste oh, very yeah. similar to zombie dust. No, yeah, definitely. And I'll take any half half acre beer over oh, zombie oh, dust. Oh my goodness, yeah. So it's like I. I don't really. And you know, the people do like them, and there is hype behind the Dark Lord stuff. And you know, behind all that stuff, and when Zombie Dust was even allocated to people, like oh my god, people yeah. love that shit. Yeah. And again, I won't lie, the beer is good, but the people, it's just like if you're yeah. gonna be an asshole, I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna talk sweet to you. Yeah, you know, well, we're not. Well, that's what you're we're not gonna sugarcoat things. That's something good to point out. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, beer doesn't make people. People make beer, and people are the people drinking beer. It's Damn. a people's thing. That was hard. It's a people's thing. Sure, sure. It's no, like yeah. Going back to what I no, said definitely, earlier. Definitely, like definitely, definitely, definitely. Together, no, I completely understand. We've been drinking beers since Mesopotamia, man, mm-hmm. for a reason. Because mm-hmm. we come together. No, I completely understand. Because, like, again, you're not going to support two two brothers. Even if their they're pinball uh, wizard was... Or pinball wizard? No, pinball whatever it is. Even if that beer was fucking amazing and it was the best beer ever, it's all about, like, the w- behind it. And then even same thing with Moody Tongue. I do, I do respect mm-hmm. what Two Brothers brought to the table, which is like yeah. with the city distribution. Sure. And, and the fact that we can walk into certain areas of Chicago or the Midwest to say that degree at one point or another. But we'll focus on Chicago, Chicago, and area. And there was beer on the shelf. Uh, I very much respect that. Sure. So it's like, like you said, I, I guess you're right in the sense that it's a people thing and yeah, I mean, before anything. We've touched on that pretty depthly, even on, uh, I would say, uh, when Brian, our guest, was on two weeks ago. Sure. He pointed it out, and then I feel like we all attached to that idea when he was talking about his um, beer fairy thing where he g- drives around to other people's houses and mm-hmm. they sample beer on the windowsill. Um, I mean, trading beer and all those things and how we talk about how much we love Mars. Like, like that is literally the epitome of people is beer, beer is people, whatever you say. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, uh, yeah. No, beer doesn't agree. make people people make yes. beer okay spider-man or uh, no what's his name uh uncle uncle ben nah, that's great. more of a that's more of a beast with great that's more power beast. that's more of a beast thing to say from x-men <laughs> <laughs> lord and lord alfred tennyson baby um, i may not i may not be in social media but lord alfred tennyson see here's here's why god bless here's, here's what i'll say about like good poetry and good books they're real simple sure uh, very inconspicuous. You can't pick them out of the shelf. You have to r- kind of dig through them. Yeah. Some beers are like that too, unfortunately. <laughs> Not defending anything. Yeah. Just simply saying yeah. that is uh, that tends to be an unfortunate universal uh, fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the other thing is uh, like uh, we we're talking about like good beer, good people. Uh, the one thing I love is uh, getting people who don't even drink, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, fucking craft beer to try craft beer. I worked in a in fucking in Rosemont where it's you know mostly Mexicans and uh, you know uh, some hillbillies I guess, 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, the Mexicans would come in for their Corona Modelos and stuff. And uh, one day, one guy was like, uh, you, in Spanish, he was like, buddy, what's uh, what's a good beer? You know, I want something different. I don't want to drink these Coronas anymore. Fantastic. I got you, man. Uh, you like Coronas? Start off with this. Okay, for sure. Every week he'd come in and stuff. And then there was one time where I wasn't there. And uh, the uh, the rep was there. And he's like, try this beer. And uh, he tried the beer. And he came back the next day, or a couple of days later, and he was like, mm-mm. I, I was like, he's like, I didn't, I didn't like that beer. I was like, I would have never recommended it to you. So I guess it's, it's, it's just teaching people that there is something better than Rodellas and Corona. That's, mm-hmm. that's something. That Do I you like. remember what your replacement for Corona was? For Corona, it was probably I don't, I don't really recall, but it was a light beer. It was probably a nice, like, um, just a nice lager. Um, I can't really recall what it was, but I know that the guy drank Modelo's all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to say, I honestly want to say it was probably Fader. Oh, sure. sure. But I'm not really sure because... I like Fader. Yeah, yeah. It, to be honest... It, yeah, <laughs> very much rip. Um, to be honest, it, it, it could have been even um, Cruz Blanca when Cruz Blanca was good. Um, Their locker was good. Yeah, it, it, it could have very well been that one, but I'm I'm sure it was Fader. And he just kept going up and up from there. So mm-hmm. and then he got into stouts, mm-hmm. and I didn't even like stouts. And you know I like some of them. Like he got into old Rasputin, but he he only okay. drank those in the summer. And then um, summer or winter? Oh, sorry, winter. Yes. Oh. And then um, and he never got into the sours because sours weren't that big. Yeah. You fair. know, sours were still kind of. On the low low, mm-hmm. um, and I never think and I don't think I ever got him into Belgians and stuff like that. But he Sorry. definitely like, like kind of just the lighter stuff. Oh, nice. I, I feel like something I've been noticing recently, and I had a uh, quite literally I had a very recent uh, experience or like this. They're like, I like Michelob Ultra. Like, what would you recommend? And I was like, you know what, with Michelob Ultra, like you're you want something pretty light on the body mm-hmm. you, you, you're ultimately hoping for no <laughs> low calories which is like pretty hard to do i'm, I'm laughing because we were talking about it earlier mm-hmm. and uh every time i'm around a certain family member throw mine in the freezer and just chug it and it's a refreshing cold on a hot day but i don't like it there's an aftertaste that i just can't get past mm-hmm. yeah but i guess how i went into thinking about it was that um you don't want it to sit heavy. If they're mm-hmm. a Michelob Ultra drinker. They sure, probably sure. don't want something that sits heavy. Um, and I recommended uh, Middlebrow Yard Work. Mm. Um, uh, sorry, I, I, I apologize. Uh, Middlebrow uh, Bungalow, mm-hmm. uh, their lager. I do love Yard Work as well, mm-hmm. the Kolsch. Um, and I feel like I've been noticing that Middlebrow is a great way as like a, uh, it's a, a gateway beer. <laughs> Um, like they they have a couple of differentiations of um, kind of a really approachable beers at, sure. but then you can move your ladder up also sure. within their own brewery. But I feel like they have really uh, some stuff that, and also the price point. I think it's the oh, biggest thing. Seven ninety nine four pack. Mm-hmm. People are like, okay, I'll take a risk on that. Like it's not twenty bucks. This is eight bucks. Sure. Like totally, it's a style that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Like I know lager. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I, I feel like I've been having a lot of success with starting there and then moving around. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. I love Middle Brown. No, me too. Pith. <sighs> I love everything they make. Good yeah. little pith. Yeah. honest yeah. truth. Yeah, I remember that we tried pith little, together. Little yeah, IPA, yeah. that little IPA they make is fantastic. I. Uh, 
Um, Shit, what is it called? I forgot. <sighs> neighborhood. Fucking yeah. great sour. No. I just brought Neighborhood into my store, and I excited. I haven't had it since I had the brewery almost like a year ago. Sure, sure. So I'm excited to revisit on neighborhood that Neighborhood is great. It's really refreshing. And cool story also. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I, I can talk about it, but I only know like the surface level okay. if you have any further analysis around it. But they um, like harvested the yeast from their backyard and like the weeds mm-hmm. and shit, mm-hmm. and then used that and cultured around that. Um, I was like, that's, that's cool. Like that's the epitome you know, of, what you got. of yeah. people, mm-hmm. you know, that's a people moment in which they were like, you know what, this would be kind of a cool to do for us and mm-hmm. cool story to tell our yep, people, yeah. our, our friends Definitely. and our family and our, our customers. I was like, that's dope. The first time I came across Middleborough was at Oak Park, uh, beer festival. Every year they do a microbrewing festival and he was, uh, I'll see if you remember this, this beer, Denny. Mm-hmm. They don't actually make it anymore, but it was their, it was basically their flagship or starter. Uh, used to come in four pack bottles, real small bottles. Uh, th- obviously, I don't even think they were 12 ounces. I could be wrong. 12 ounces, we'll call it. And it had like a face, like a head and like red on the top. And it was like a gentle, it was, it's basically their prototype for neighborhood to my understanding. Uh, before it became what it became. And then they also, they also had a prototype for Pith, which is a white light. The white light, which is mm-hmm. white light, was first, mm-hmm. and I remember this is my first time with Middlebrow. I remember tasting it, and I remember thinking, "This is only gonna get better." Mm-hmm. I didn't like it immediately. I'll admit that. I also didn't like the packaging. It was a, it was flimsy four pack bottles. Yeah, and man, they just took it to another level. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, super impressed because from a from a professional standpoint, as you said earlier, yes you can kind of build a ladder and kind of start going left to right in arithmetic level, mm-hmm. but also like on the, on the shelf level, you can start moving left to right. Once you, you have that customer's palate, mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. You, you kind of, that's like a really good gauge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's very well said. Bloom. Uh, also, it's dope. that. Oh, it's called Robin. That was their, one of their <laughs> first, that was if not their first beer, one of the first beers. Yeah, for sure. Also pretty cool that, um, they were a bakery, and they were like, you know what? It's super close to baking mm-hmm. bread. <laughs> <laughs> the bread's <laughs> fucking Fermenting good. beer. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, oh, shit, we're pretty good at this. <laughs> like that. That's also mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I think points, I, points for that. Yes. Also points for can art. Yes. I, I think because they take, you know, bungalow is a picture of a bungalow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pith is a picture of, you know, a nice little, I think yeah. it was a Mediterranean sandwich. Yeah, that's a good Or a pita on pita. Yeah, like yeah, it's like yeah. A, yeah, it's like panini yeah, or uh, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's got like a little bit of that film slash digital photography. I, yeah, I like that. Right. And, and, the yeah. and then going back to you know can art, like it's a simple can, but you can differentiate, oh, differentiate from it. It's front facing and yeah. immediately different icon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think uh, I think it, that that's like if you're gonna do simple, that's the way to do it. Like it, literally reads, it literally reads like a photography book. Mm-hmm. It oh does. No, no, it, does. it, does. it really okay. does. That, that makes sense. It does. It really truly does. Yeah. Like you know, you see like you see like really good photography books. Mm-hmm. And it's got the picture, and then it'll sure. show like a little description on mm-hmm. the, I don't know, maybe like on the right hand corner, left hand corner, and it just moves from left to right so so swiftly. Sure, sure. Gives you exactly what it is, the dimensions. It's just it's exactly like that. That's why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. 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 No, yeah, there, uh, and then you said that. Uh, we forgot that one for, for top five or you know, uh, in oh, the five. Yeah, that's one of my top five. I was gonna, five. I was gonna comment on uh, the Instagram, and I felt like a fraud for <laughs> being Sorry. late to the game. So 
Little bro, you got your 10 minutes of fame right now. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. no, that's because you know, I wasn't part of that. I was the ghost of that yeah, game. Yeah, but yeah. Little Brow is definitely one of my top breweries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely yeah. mine as well. It's good. Really, really good. And then have you had their bread before? I have. I've also had their pizza. Mm. Pizza's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had their like French-style baguette. Yeah, oh, French-style baguette. Mm-hmm. Some of those. Um, I think the beer that you're talking about is called Bloom. No, the one I re- no, I'm not for a fact that the first beer, Little Crush, was called. Oh, you mean Little Crush the IPA? Yes, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the one I was referring to. But mm-hmm. the first beer they ever made, I'm 100 percent sure it was called Robin. R O B Y N. I like how they went from this, <laughs> this art, the colorful and yeah. this, this one right here, Helvetica yes. font, and yeah, yeah. straight out of a graphic designer mm-hmm. who's only been in school for a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 to to what they have, uh, oh, it's very sophisticated. Yes, it it looks very nice now, and I like that. Oh yeah, it had uh, it had this this one right here. Right? This is Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Farmhouse yeah. ale. Yeah. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah, it's the farmhouse Satan. Uh, to go back to uh, beer for lightweights, off color. Yes. Um. Any any uh, last comments, and then a final rating. I give it a two and a half, just like it's two point five ABV. Mm, I I actually like that because to me it was okay. Uh, nothing special for me at least. Honestly. Which equates to uh, two point five. Two point five. We're gonna have our second annual back to back around the house, same number. Mm-hmm. I also give it a two point five. Yeah. For an average of two point five. Um, and I guess my last comments would be. It reminds me of a beer called Fuzzy Buzzy by Dutch Bag, a grisette. It has a little lemony citrusness to it. It has great yeast. And I really, I enjoyed the Fuzzy Buzzy much, much more. Thought it had a better body. This was just, it had a little too much light body blandness mm. to me yeah, it was that I couldn't blend. like attach myself to. And if I want that lemony, citrusy, sure. yeasty, Low ABV, just easy drinking table beer. Mm-hmm. I would easily drink that fuzzy buzzy uh, from Dutch bag any day. Mm-hmm. There's a tartness that's not supported by other things. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, no, that's well said. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. Like there's the tartness, there's the yeastiness, but there's sure. there's, there's other elements missing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and uh, you know this one is just uh, it's not spicy. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just too light, too. Yeah. Well, it has good carbonation though. Let me yeah, let me yeah. tell you that because uh, they do have they do do that very well. It poured they, really well. well I yeah, poured yeah. it one earlier, and yeah. the, the head was awesome. Yeah, it, had, it has great carbonation, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, it just doesn't have it doesn't have that uh, like you said the weight to it. Mm-hmm. Like fuzzy 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 had that nice you know body, mm-hmm. nice hue to it, and had that you know um, zesty kind of. A uh, lemony kind of finish to it, but it also had that nice, uh, not even pineyness, like a like hop kind of. It had a bitterness and a spiciness mm-hmm. that I really sure, liked. Sure. This doesn't this doesn't have yeah it. yeah, and this almost also reminds me of Pith a little bit. If Pith if this was Pith's like middle brother, no one likes the middle brother, so it's like this. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes the middle brother. This is what it reminds oh, me. Oh man, because um, I just yeah you know, but Pith is Pith is great. Because it has this kind of like the you know the because the pith of the orange is like the white part of the the orange that every kind of just tosses like the veiny part of it that's the pith so 
Damn, Danny, clever, clever. Yeah, no yeah. one likes the middle brother. No one likes the middle that brother. That's exactly what it is. This made by middle bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that, playing on some warrants. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, yeah, this one is not not for me. We just unlocked another badge on Untapped. Let's go. Yeah, don't forget, uh, we're on Untapped, so just follow us on Untapped if you want to taste the beers that we try and then comment on any beers that you want us to try as well. Yeah. I've also gotten smart that I can, instead of writing it down on a piece of paper and then just going home, and I can just do it in the app yeah, while we do, talk while about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Jesus. Um, Manny, would you like to introduce the beer that we are now drinking? Yes, I think, well, I mean, it's kind of cool. We're kind of doing our thing, starting with very low beers. Uh, we're going all the way to Austria, Salzburg. The Salzburger Stiegel Hell's Lager. And you know, we started with Stiegel. <laughs> we've been, in, we were nice. We were in Iceland. We came to Chicago, and now we're back across the Atlantic, drinking a beer with the Salzburg mm-hmm. people. Um, have you ever had a? Um, it's not a black and tan. It's a brown and tan. I've heard of its existence, but now I'm not very but sure. But it's it's a uh, where I used to work. I used to work at a country club, and uh, when I was a bartender, they asked for um, they're not black and tans because obviously black and tans are Guinness and Blue Moon. Yeah, Guinness and something. Oh. Um, I, think these, I think it's Guinness and Harp Lager, right? Is it? My bad. I, don't yeah, know. I think it's Harp Lager. Now we used to use Stiegel. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, anything yeah, that yeah, yeah. isn't. Um, I, I do know that. Blue Moon and Guinness is a thing, but I think it's called something else. Was oh, well, that's that's like that's my ignorance of. Uh, well, no, <laughs> I was know. point saying is I do think that's something, but mm-hmm. I've always heard it as Harp Lager. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, so we used to make black and tans with Stiegel, and uh, but the just the regular Stiegel, not the Hellas, and um, that was like my first introduction to mixing beer, mm. and I thought it was really good. I love Stiegel and lemonade because mm. they used to make Stiegel mm-hmm. and lemonade. Oh, nice! And they used to make Rattler. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. And they used to do uh, fucking black and tans, and the black and tans was Guinness and Stiegel. And um, I really, I do like Stiegel. I like it when it's poured in a glass and mm-hmm. nice and cold, and you have the little droplets, uh, like a like a little sweat. A Radler specifically, honestly, the lemon or grapefruit Shoo. for me personally, and like a botanical gin. Yeah, ooh, that is that's my uh, yes. Fuck. Um, that sounds good. So it's kind of taking the point of Radlers out of yeah, you're yeah. making it high ABV <laughs> Radler. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I, I actually generally also think that that uh, flavor profile sure, sure. as a combo is fantastic. And this is coming for someone that doesn't super love gin. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, gin like for gin me either. is I just really can't get into the weird <laughs> i don't even know botanical yeah. flower it, it, i think just yeah. fucking I, i'm trying to think what how what i would describe that why i don't love about Kermit doesn't like. um gin but I, I definitely think it's the floralness i'm not a huge fan of mm. and like honestly like makes give me like a stomach ache but mm. point aside or like the nose gives me a stomach sure, ache. sure sure we're not a gin podcast yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh no i, I love gin and, and rattlers heater mm-hmm. alert yes 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 when you're on your patio mm-hmm. yeah you should pour that immediately over ice yes sir Ooh, ice. yes sir i never drink beer or rattlers with ice yeah neither have i but when you put gin in you gotta put put ice in there too. Yeah, well, you're making a highball at this point. exactly yum it's a cocktail it really yeah. is a cocktail it is a nice little it's a beer cocktail i like my scala on it actually what? really i've never done nice some nice you definitely you want a mezcal that is what do you Earthy, mesquite. Yeah. Okay. Mescal and Corona. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I've had. I don't know if I've come mixed them, but I've definitely had a, like you know, like a beer and a bump, beer and a bump, and, and a nice little. Uh, I've never actually had a Corona, man. 
<laughs> to be actually honest. Uh, I think I've tasted it and it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm not drinking this. But I've never yeah. actually had it one. Mm. I've never actually finished it. Um, yeah. No, I, I know. No comment no, on that one. That's probably the wisest thing to do. Uh, I, <laughs> I do love a nice Corona. Because, like, so my boys, they don't really drink um, craft as, like much as, as much as I've uh, tried to, you know, expand their knowledge on stuff they, they just won't give. And it's all good. So we drink Corona Modelos all the time. Um, because I'm not going to be the asshole that drinks craft on the zone. And then, you know, we have PBRs and shit on the side, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always craft, but um, I can fucking deep throat a fucking Corona bottle right now if I wanted to do. Because <laughs> um, Coronas are, you know, they're tasty. I, mm-hmm. I like Coronas. I like them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people are going to be like, dude, that's fucking sacrilegious. You're yeah. you're a fucking fake, dude. <laughs> that's, uh, you, you don't really craft your, no. I like Cerejo Jalisco. I'm also here to say I would love to see you blind taste and be able to tell the difference. You think you can do Jalisco Corona? If, no, we no, did, any if we did five Mexican lagers, I don't think you could tell the difference between, I don't think you would specifically get Jalisco I don't think correctly. I, I don't think I could point out Corona or Modelo. Well, sure, sure. But, but I promise you I can point out Pacifico and yes, I would agree Jalisco. With, I would agree with the Pacifico. I don't know about the, whatever, but. Those the, two I can point out. And yeah. I've got to give you some, some background on this. So Pacifico, kind of like you, the, sure. same, the same concept. I uh, love my cousin. Hang out with him. He's my he's my compadre. He's my he's my godson's father. He's my first cousin. Very close. We grew up. He he recently does drink craft beer a little bit, but he's a Pacifico man. Like for his birthday, that's what he had. He had a keg of Pacifico. No, oh, nice. And when I'm with him, same thing like you. Of course, I'm gonna drink a Pacifico with him. So I grew sure. I grew to like it, right? But it, mm-hmm. but I do. I will say the following: I can't have that many. I feel very like. Like, Blooded. I can have four Steagles, and I'm straight. I can have four Pacificos, mm-hmm. and I feel yeah. full, bro. I feel I full. Feel full. <laughs> like, they have a sneaky, multi body yeah, to them. Yeah. And Estrella Jalisco has that same background. I grew up around it, knowing it before it became a, a thing. Not, none that it ever became sure, a sure, thing. Sure. You know, it kind of felt. It, it's always been a you know, Hispanic but it, but, thing. But where I'm from in Mexico, where my family's from, yeah, that's a thing. And then, you know, I really like Estrella Jalisco, that barley. It's 100% barley. There's, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know a lot. You know, might as well touch this subject. Sure, sure. It's kind of cool. Do you know the history of Mexi- uh, beer in Mexico? No. It kind of became like, kind of like the same way that the caricatures of the Irish and the black people in the United States. The same concept. Uh, I don't want to dive too much into it, but like, oh, they would, they would depict them as big lips uh, or Irish big heads and so forth and so forth, right? And kind of like deter them from their, their culture and so forth. Same concept in Mexico. In Mexico, pulque was, was the king. Sure. You know, pulque was the thing. Mezcal was the thing. And so you got, you got these big uh, beer companies like Modelo, right, or, or whatever their, their corporation name is. And they start ex- kind of like copying the styles of, 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 of across the ocean. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's even said in rumor that Pancho Villa took over a whole um, Mexico City, a certain part in Mexico City where he took over the whole brewery. And they were supposed to actually do a raid with uh, Madero and Zapata, but they were too fucked up. They drank all the beer from <laughs> <laughs> the brewery. So, like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a story. It's novelty. It's mythology. There's facts around it. I don't want to get too much into it. But Estrella Jalisco is one of the first beers, as far as Mexican gold, that's 100% barley that almost follows to the T the Bavarian purity law, and I, I think it's a good beer. Mm. Mexicans love their. Modelo, Corona, <laughs> Pacifico, all that stuff. Well, we're on Stiegel, man. What do you rate it? What do you like? I like it. So I'm a three and a half. I was leaning three, and 
between three and three and a half. And my, my move has been go with gut instinct. And if like three and a half feels okay, then I go with it. If it doesn't, it's like, well, clearly it doesn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Like gut instinct said deserving. Not, what I said, a profound statement when we were having 1% technical difficulties is uh, when we're doing these comparisons, it's, it's fairly easy to give a rating to something where its style is meant to express a very full flavor and lots of complexity around that flavor Mm -hmm. being bold. And when it comes to something more like a a Hellas locker or something like that, like um, that complexity is in its simplicity. And so like trying to like meander through that. And I think they did uh, a well, a good job in that. So three and a half for me. I'm I'm a three and a half too. No, I'm going three. I'm going on three because they're gold. uh, Gold pro. And their pills are better than this one. I agree. I think this one is kind of, I wouldn't say it's like the, well, I mean, technically I think it is the last, <laughs> but, well, I mean, cause I don't like their, their lemon uh, Rattler. Oh, really? I don't like the lemon just grapefruit Rattler, or like the grapefruit one. Um, so I mean, if it's just kind of just like not Rattlers and this one is probably like the, my least favorite one. Um, there are better, um, Hellas longers. Kronbacher Hellas is better than the, true, you know, so it's like, um, yeah, for me, it's a three um, because I do like, again, the gold brown and I like the pills better than, uh, and just regular Seagull. The reason is for me a three and a half is because I've had it in Salzburg and it is significantly better, unfortunately. Because it's on, it's fresh. It's yeah, on tap. It's on tap. It's Fuck. fresh. And, and, and here's the thing. I still have three and a half. Like, obviously this is not the holy grail of a Hellaslager and there, neither am I going to dare to say which one it is because I do not know. But I will say that there are Hellas lagers that I enjoy very much more. There's sure. a there's a malty finish in this mm-hmm. from the can yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of lingers in a way that I don't necessarily want it to linger. No, no, but I it's agree. not against the style of the beer. It's not against uh, um, Stiegel because, like I said, I've had it across the ocean. Different Stiegel. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different experience. Definitely. Just like having Guinness in Dublin is a different experience. Sure, sure, sure. And then Stiegel, is Stiegel the long glass too? The long stem glass? They're if definitely they're very known for yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. And then Hofbrau has a nice one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yummy, yummy. Those glasses are beautiful. Mm. Right. Yeah. Hey, we should, when we can, we plan a trip too over there. Yeah. And go try some great brewery souvenirs. Funny, man. We got to like prime for October 1st, 2025. Create a GoFundMe page. Let's But I think that would be cool. But no, I just not that for me, that Hellas, because it does have that like kind of like like old bread flavor saltine it has yeah. an old bread flavor like it yeah, really it does has, it has that I like old bread don't get me sure. wrong because you can make croutons yeah. out of it yeah. but it has that like that finished it that's, and the lingering is just not yeah. Would you? I feel like whenever I think about because I hate the term bready sure. as a beer sure. you are not creative <laughs> enough <laughs> you yeah. can go back to your vocabulary school sure 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 um, but I, whenever I think of that like because it is bready but uh, I'm going back to my uh uh, vocabulary school and like I feel like whenever I think that's like saltines that's like where I get that breadiness from like crackers yeah mm. so I get the inside of a bread of like a pumpernickel rye bread Ooh. If you, if yeah. Yeah. Without, I'll be more specific mm. pumpernickel rye. rye fresh is amazing sure. pumpernickel mm-hmm. rye after a few days <laughs> you bite into it yeah. it does have this like off-putting yeah. stale bland mm-hmm. malty f- feeling it, to sure. it at that point you turn it into croutons mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. obviously we can't do that with the beer Grow cheese so, on rye. So to p- expand on my birdie adjective, I 
it's more like towards that, you know, because I don't know, like if about you guys, but when I get like a fresh loaf of bread, mm-hmm. especially like like go to a real bakery. By real bakery, I'm talking about a bakery is making their bread from scratch. Mm-hmm. The first thing I love doing is picking at the middle of it. Oh, and that's what I like money. about a beer because when you see the carbonation, sure. And like, like you pour a good beer, you get a good pour, your carbonation comes up, right? The carbonation is the crust to me. Mm-hmm. And the inside of it is truly the, like the mm-hmm. softness of the, sure, sure. of the bread. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. a beer. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, a good uh, torta. Nice uh, bolillo. Mm-hmm. La torta de lomito in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Nice bolillo with some cheese on there. and mm-hmm. some Dude, I don't know if you ever had like... Uh, if you if you ever get a chance, because I know there's some bakeries close to you mm-hmm. that have uh, maybe some some Hispanic ones, but there's bolillos. Go in the morning, get some really fresh hot bolillo, put cheese on there, uh, maybe some butter if you want, but cheese. Requesón, bro. Some Oaxaca cheese, put it on there. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna get it. you the bolillo, bro, because <laughs> I know that where you go is not gonna do it justice. And you gotta get it hot. I mean, it can't be. I mean, you can heat it up. It's gotta but be fresh. Yeah, it's gotta be fresh. And then you drink a nice beer, dude, in the morning. <laughs> Woo! Sounds like a great Sunday yeah, brunch. Yeah. Pierre's Bakery. And Pierre's Bakery is kind of like one of the last standing to make like really good bolillos. Mm. I mean, I would say Wagner's even on Cermak. Wagner's is okay. I think they make good stuff. I've been going there for years. I think since I was a boy. Since bolillo, I was a young lad. Bolillo uses too much manteca. Uh, since I was a young Mexican boy. Nice dark-skinned Mexican boy. <laughs> 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 Emphasis on the dark Dark skin. skin. We're um, all light-skinned Americans. But, uh, no, yeah, I, I definitely, I think that in a nice beer would go really, really nice. Okay, I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, I know, me too. I really want a nice little sandwich right now. Uh, an Italian hero, a Sammy or a torta would be awesome. Ooh, a nice little uh, Cubano right now, too. Mm. Ooh, a Cubano. Mm. Some nice, like, with, with no mustard, though. No mustard. I don't like mustard. I like paninis, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good panini. Yeah. Ooh, dude, I was just talking to, to my mom about this, too. Um, I don't know if you guys ever had um, uh, fucking Panera. used to have a Chipotle, chicken Chipotle panini that um, they don't make anymore. And uh, that used to be the fucking bomb. Yeah, I already see your faces uh, yeah, now. I'm, I'm burning out. I, I can't continue this podcast. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners, but I will be drinking this Goldfinger. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a double box. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, you had me at paninis and tortas and cubanas. Yeah. And I, I'm going to enjoy this Goldfinger that Danny was so gracious to offer us. They took it from me. This well, is also true. But it's okay. Because I like sharing. Because I think this um, is pretty yeah. damn awesome. I this guess. is probably the best beer so far <laughs> of the yeah. night. Can we take off the we real quick? Yes, yes. <laughs> Manny took it. There we Yes, go. the ghost took it. And I'm it. clear. The ghost. Yeah. But, uh, not yeah. guilty. So uh, we're going to enjoy this. Uh, and uh, you guys can hear about it later. Hell yeah. Well, um, I think you should crack a beer listener now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Go go. fucking open a beer and don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> and just leave. Just try it and leave. But um, don't, uh, just a quick uh, announcement before anything. Uh, next week's episode, or actually. This upcoming week. Yeah, this upcoming week. Um, we uh, have some special guests coming on. Uh, we have the gentleman over at Odious Cellars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reeves and um, Shane will be here talking to us, uh, having a nice little combo. Maybe. What an honor, what an honor. Yeah, maybe, maybe drink some beers. 
Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Maybe we'll go. Uh, maybe. Maybe we'll do a dried podcast. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're going to drink gin. Yeah, we're going to have <laughs> gin. <laughs> no Rattler, yeah, though. Nothing. Just gin. Just gin. Straight gin, too. No no fucking <laughs> drinks or anything. I'm but bringing some Sambuca. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Some Sambuca. <laughs> yummy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm ex- we're excited for that. And I, I think uh, hopefully that you guys enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. So please, uh, you know, let us know if you want someone else to be for us to talk to and, and get to know more of the business uh, on a different side of it than just selling and slinging, I guess. You know, so excited for that. Uh, Manny, thank you for joining us again. Uh, Yay. Appreciate you very much. And uh, hopefully Henry is back by next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Well, cheers to slinging beer. Cheers yeah. to you, Henry, and missing out on this beer that you probably already tried. Yeah, he already has. So, good night. Good, good night. Good night.